Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Good morning, I'm John Osterlin. Uh, big news with the LSU football Tigers as they are going to hire the coach from Notre Dame, Brian Kelly. We will uh, we, we, we will talk about that coming up in a little bit on the show this morning. That's a big hire. And it got a little bit messy there. Uh, one of his assistants, one of, one of the recruiters at Notre Dame, uh, let people know he heard about this right as he was leaving an incoming recruit's house. Evidently, that recruit agreed to play at Notre Dame. But right when the assistant was was leaving that recruit's house, that's when the the news broke that Brian Kelly was leaving Notre Dame to come to LSU, and 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 that assistant coach was just walking out the door of a recruit's house, and he said he had to stop. Hey, hold on here before you say you're coming to South Bend, Indiana. Doesn't look like we're going to be there. We're going to be in Baton Rouge, Louisiana instead. We'll, uh, we'll talk more about that coming up on the show, as well as the Saints game in two nights against the Dallas Cowboys. It looks like it's Taysom time. Taysom Hill looks like he's going to uh, start two nights from, uh, from now in the Superdome against the Dallas Cowboys. We'll talk more about those stories Coming up this morning on the show. Tulane University made an announcement yesterday. They're going to be the main tenant in the re- redeveloped charity hospital site town on Tulane Avenue. You know, that 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 old hospital, which is basically s- sat vacant, since Hurricane Katrina. Tulane is going to uh, take over one-third of the space inside that building once it gets going again. And, you know, that 
that hospital has so much history. That hospital would would see any free who didn't have money for health care or didn't have insurance back in the day or charity hospital downtown New Orleans. Anybody could could go in for for medical treatment. And and there there was a documentary made on Charity Hospital in New Orleans. The documentary was made back in 2015. It's called Big Charity. And if you're like me, you live in or around New Orleans, and you enjoy the history of this city, that documentary, Big Charity, is, is uh, it's incredible. And it shows you the history of Charity Hospital that was, that was built in the, in the 1930s. And there were so many people who they helped, who, who didn't have money for health care. They didn't have insurance. They didn't, they didn't have anything. Yet Charity Hospital would be the place that they went. And it's all in the name. Charity. Yeah. The name of the documentary is Big Charity. And uh I I thought it was I thought it was a fascinating documentary. And now that the long shuttered Charity Hospital is now expected to become a community built around innovation and entrepreneurship. And Tulane University announced yesterday plans to lease about one-third. That's 350,000 square feet of the one million square foot building on Tulane Avenue, downtown New Orleans. They, uh, they, they made that announcement yesterday. And, and they said that'll be great for, for, their, for their medical students and their medical community, Tulane. That, that spot where Charity Hospital is Again, it's been it's been empty since Hurricane Katrina, but there's all kinds of medical buildings right around there, and uh, and it's gonna it's gonna take a little bit of time, but but uh, Tulane is going to occupy one third of that massive abandoned building. This text says, "Charity Hospital was haunted." Oh. It, it just may well be. You never knew this, John, but before Hurricane Katrina, I used to work in that building. I used to work for I used to be a police officer for the LSU Health and Science Center and charities are part of that uh little conglomerate. That that corridor. Yeah, that yeah. So uh, uh, the graveyard shift we would have to do rounds up and down the building. I had to like literally check rooms in every floor of that building like uh twice a night. And that building is creepy, and it may have been haunted. But what I realized, you know, working, I, I worked there for about six months. Two, well, I worked for LSU Health and Science Center for two years, but that particular building for a few months. And I realized that even if that building was haunted, 
the ghosts didn't want any part of me because they never confronted me. None of them ever tried to pop out and scare me. They knew when I did my rounds, they had to stay where they was at because I'd whip a ghost ass. Well, the texter just texted us saying that Charity Hospital, that building is haunted. Well, think about how many people died in that building. So would would, would that shock you? Well, no. If you're if you're walking down the hall and you bumped into a ghost, like it'll, it'll be one thing if somebody died at Charity Hospital because of malpractice. But at the same time, it's Charity Hospital. Most of the people who went there probably didn't have any other options. So no. I don't think they'll have bad spirits. I don't think they'd be. You know, bad. They'd be like, oh, you tried your best. Oh, well, I'm just going to go ahead and go on to the afterlife. Um, the A senior vice president at Tulane, he's also their COO. His name is Patrick Norton. He said this uh, project presents many opportunities for the university. He said, such as what we're doing around research, instruction. It will be the new home of the School of Public Health and Tropical Medicine. Topical medicine or tropical? Uh, tropical. Huh, okay. That's, that, that's what it says. It will be a place where there is a tremendous amount of retail and it will be open to the community. I wonder if tropical medicine is as good as tropical drinks. Tulane, along with developers 1532 Tulane Partners Incorporated and SKK Opportunity Zone Fund, made the announcement in a joint statement yesterday morning. Again, the uh, that iconic 20-story building on Tulane Avenue downtown was built in the 1930s. It's been empty since Hurricane Katrina left it severely damaged 16 years ago. Yeah, 1532 Tulane doesn't have the same ring as 1825 Tulane. Well, those are the those are the businesses that are that are going to be be putting the money into the old charity hospital and uh they're going to refurbish the whole building, and Tulane Medical will have one-third of that building under their wing. I, I, think it's, uh, I think it's good news that something will become of that building. And, and again, if, if, you, if you like documentaries like I do, I'm a huge fan of documentaries. Check out the documentary that was made about that building. It's called, and, and about that hospital, about Charity Hospital. It's called Big Charity. Again, they made that documentary about six years ago. And um, as someone who's lived there for a long time and someone who loves the history of the city, I enjoyed that documentary. All right, coming up on the show, we, we have a new football coach. At LSU, and it looks like we'll have a, a, a new quarterback here in New Orleans with the Saints starting in two nights. Although it won't be his first start, it'll be his first start this season. It looks like it's Taysom time. Hang out with us. we got a lot to get to on the show this morning. Here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. 
Good morning. I'm John Osterlin. Just read about a guy, a local guy here. He's from Kenner, who got in all kinds of trouble because he he robbed, he scammed airlines using uh, fake identification. It's saying that he lost luggage and this added up to a lot of money he stole from airlines he's 31 years old from Kenner his name is Pernell Anthony Jones Jr. and he has pleaded guilty in that airline baggage scam that got him more than $300,000 in fraudulent claims. But he just uh, pleaded guilty to conspiracy to commit mail fraud, and he pleaded guilty to mail fraud. And... He's looking at a lot of jail time for each count. Jones faces up to 20 years in prison and a $250,000 fine. What he this started back in 2015. He would fly on several different airlines using false identities. When he arrived at the destination airport, he then falsely claimed that his baggage was lost and requested reimbursement to compensate him for his loss. Through this scheme, he submitted more than 180 false claims for lost luggage. He requested over $550,000 in reimbursement. And again, the airlines paid him over $300,000 in fraudulent claims. When he got busted, that was three years later in 2018, he was arrested at Dallas's Love Airport while trying to go through screening with 36 fake driver's licenses and 47 credit cards under fictitious names. So this this obviously perhaps started out as him flying somewhere and his luggage not getting to where he was supposed to be, and he put in a claim, and then he, then he probably realized, wow, I could probably get away with this more often, but my God, over 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 36 fake driver's licenses, over 47 credit cards under fictitious names, and he... Uh, 180 claims, though. That means, all right, if he has over 30 false identifications, but he's making 180 claims, that means he has to reuse some of his old 
identities. That's probably how he got caught because if you're going to make 180 claims, it would be best to have 180 different identities. That way nobody can look back and say, wait, he filed a claim a couple months ago. He filed the claim a few days ago with one of the reoccurring identities. Yeah. You know? And this makes you wonder, Coleman, when when someone gets away with a crime, like Pernell Anthony Jones Jr. of, of Kenner did, how many more times do you try it? As many times as you can get away with it. Think about this. You've owned the restaurant before, right? Yes. You know how many customers would call, you know, when I worked in the food industry and always use the same rap, like, oh, either my food was undercooked or there was a hair in it or something. And then you realize, like, you know, we keep track of everything back when I worked in the food industry. So it would be the same people. You saw the number on the call ID and it's like, I guarantee you she's going to say she found the hair in her food. And sure enough, yeah, I ordered yesterday and there was a hair in my food and we can't disprove it. So we, you know, got to give it to them. But we when you're talking about $300,000, though, worth of claims, now that's on a whole nother level. Yeah, when I, um, when, I, when I owned that restaurant, that bar in Miami Beach for a couple of years, there were a few people who we would see, and, and we would see them more than once, who would, who would complain about something, looking to get something. And, um, and it makes you wonder, if we keep messing up your order, why do you keep coming back? Yeah. <laughs> and how much was this fine? This guy is two hundred fifty thousand. Uh, uh, for each count. Okay. Wow. Well, well, for each count that he pleaded guilty to, um, he faces up to twenty years in prison and a quarter of a million dollar fine. I know he pleaded guilty to a couple of counts. Okay. Yeah, because I'm thinking if you're going to give him a $250,000 fine, but he scammed over $300,000, he still is making off of what, $50,000? Well, that became a job for this guy. This guy realized how to make money for not working. It's and, 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 so, and so he would he would he would go and he would fly different airlines and, and then when he would land wherever he would land, he would say, Oh, you lost my luggage and, and he had a bunch of different driver's licenses with, with different names on it and he had a bunch of different credit cards with uh with different names on it. And it's easy it's easy for us to judge a person like this after they get cut caught and say how stupid it was, oh, that was boneheaded. But when you think about how much he got away with when he was in his prime, a part of me is kind of jealous. Like, I am I admire his hustle. I admire the fact that he got out and did something with his life. He made $300,000 off of it. He did more than I've accomplished in three years, in those three years. And it makes me also wonder how many people are doing this and are currently getting away with it. He probably came across this by accident and wanted to give it a shot, but there are probably trained professionals doing the same exact thing, laughing at this guy like, uh, he made all the mistakes. Well, look, Coleman, we've always said a couple of things about criminals. You wonder if he decided to put his mind to doing something legitimate, what he could have accomplished, when he accomplished this over three years, breaking the law, um, and, and, and the other thing about criminals, we only know about the ones that got caught. Right. We don't know about the smart ones that have outsmarted whoever they're robbing 
and and continue to do so. He this guy was arrested again in March 2020 while trying to pick up a reimbursement check at Armstrong Airport when law enforcement searched his home in Kenner they found 34 fraudulent driver's licenses, 21 fake work identification cards, and a number of fraudulent airline employee badges with his photograph on them. Wow, he had more fake jobs than most people had real jobs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, this guy was a uh, w- was a scammer, Purnell Anthony Jones Jr. If that's his real name. Of Kenner. I, I think that's his real name. But it makes you wonder, you know, once you once you cash in and, and, and once he did this once, once maybe he lost his bags for real, or if he just the first time said, I'm going to tell them when we land, I, I lost my luggage. We'll see how much money they give me. And, and it just it just took off yeah, from it, there. And he did it a lot. And, and, it, and it makes you wonder, you know, how long you got to go un, un, until you get caught. For this guy, it was over collecting $300,000 fraudulently from, from airlines. I know, right? Hey, I lost my luggage. I had a Fabergé egg in it. I, mean, I, need, I need to be reimbursed. Mm. Well, this guy, uh, he was caught a couple of times. He, uh, he pleaded guilty, and now uh, he, he awaits his sentence. But that's something what a 31-year-old guy from Kenner could get away with when it comes to robbing airlines and just making up stories about how your luggage was lost. And, and again, it makes you wonder how many other people are doing the same thing and haven't been caught. All right, coming up on the show. Huge local news when it comes to the LSU football team. They, they found their coach. And not only that, are they hiring Brian Kelly to leave Notre Dame, they're making him the highest paid football coach in the world. He's, he's higher paid not only than any other college football coach, he's higher paid at $10 million a year uh, than any pro football coach. LSU is making him the highest paid football coach in the history of the planet. Uh, stay tuned for that. we got a lot to get to on the show this morning here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Did you know that today is National Meth Awareness Day? Imagine meth has its own day. I'm on meth. According to a new study, meth addicts, um, as a matter of fact, Meth use is on the rise among senior citizens. Sadly, many old folks are on fixed incomes and can't afford cocaine. <laughs> on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Good morning, J.O. here with you. And... The, the the man locally who we are in the process of watching having one of the biggest collapses 
in the history of human beings. Uh, it continued yesterday. The, the man who was the sheriff of St. Tammany Parish for 20 years, former, former Sheriff Jack Strain, who was just convicted by a jury of his peers for uh, sexually assaulting and sexually molesting several boys uh, and, and men over the years. He just, through his lawyer, pleaded guilty yesterday to a, to a federal corruption case. And, you know, that federal corruption case, that's how authorities found out about his past of sexually assaulting boys. While he was sheriff of St. Tammany Parish, Jack Strain set up a work release program where prisoners at the end of their prison sentences would go live at a work release program, live and work there to get them ready to get released. Well, the work release program men who set up businesses to take in these prisoners at these work release programs would pay Sheriff Jack Strain cash to get those men to their work release programs. And and that's how the whole downfall of Jack Strain, the, the, the former sheriff, started. Some folks found out about that, did some investigating, and while they were investigating his work release program scam, him collecting money, getting payoffs, that's when they found out that he had sexually abused several boys in the past. And that trial came and went before... The, the original uh, things that they were, they were looking at, him taking bribes to send prisoners to s- certain work release programs. I'm struggling to figure out how those dots connect. Like, how are you investigating one thing that has something to do with corruption, and then through that corruption investigation, you find out that he has a sexual assaulting past with, with kids. Like, I want the... What led to that discovery? Like, what what part of the chain of command when it goes to getting money for work release programs ended up finding out, oh, by the way, it looked like he sexually assaulted a bunch of kids. Like, the, how did that happen? Like, what the hell was that about? That's a great question, Coleman. Again, they were, they were looking into him taking bribes for the work release program. And then all of a sudden, Channel 4 here in New Orleans, they they had an interview with some guy who said years ago, Sheriff Jack Strain sexually molested him. 
And, you know, all of a sudden, that became the headline. Yeah. And and, and then they, they found out there was another boy and another boy and another boy. And so he was just convicted on those charges. And... He was supposed to start a new trial with this taking the kickbacks for the work release program. He was supposed to start that trial soon, but I think he sat down with his lawyer and said, let's reach some sort of plea bargain agreement because look what just happened. I mean, he's he's probably going to die in prison anyways. And and so he, he, he it looks like uh, he's going to plead guilty in his federal corruption case, taking cash from 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 people to send work release prisoners to their specific work release places, and uh, and he's he's now going to going to plead guilty to that. I mean, there's a guy. Think about that. I mean, sheriff Jack Strain, he was the sheriff in St. Tammany Parish for 20 years. And look look what he did. I mean, with all of the corrupt politicians in and around New Orleans, and all the corrupt elected officials... There's a guy that I don't think many people would have ever, ever thought was corrupt. And, uh, and boy, was he ever. And so uh, he's, it looks like he's going to plead guilty in the federal corruption case, and they will add years on to his uh, prison sentence. I mean, he hasn't even been fully sentenced yet for the sex with the boys and 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 he's still waiting to be sentenced in that and that'll happen sometime early next year but now in this other case he's pleading guilty and uh and and, and he'll be sentenced for that in the near future as well but but there's a guy who we just saw his life fall apart he was the sheriff of St. Tammany Parish, St. Slamany Parish, for 20 years. And man, did he go down. All right, coming up next on the show. LSU made headlines for announcing they're hiring Notre Dame's football coach, Brian Kelly, as their new head football coach. Do you realize Notre Dame still has a chance to make the playoffs this year? Only four college football teams make the playoffs. And if he makes the playoffs again this year with Notre Dame, he's not going to be coaching them in the in the playoffs. Um, that story is coming up next because it has a lot of people's heads spinning right now. That's next in our big O. He will become the highest paid football coach on the planet. No professional coach or college coach will make more money 
than Brian Kelly coaching at LSU. Uh, that's next here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Good morning, I'm John Osterland. And since it's a few minutes after 7, it's time for this morning's Big O. Oh. Huge news last night when LSU announced they are hiring Notre Dame's football coach, Brian Kelly, to be their next football coach. What made this news incredible is the fact that Brian Kelly's current team, Notre Dame, still has a chance to make college football's playoffs this year. And and as you know, if you're a fan, only four teams make the playoffs in college football. And this is something fairly new. They've only been having college football playoffs for a few years. You know, that number is going to move up to 12 teams eventually. But it's still just four teams right now have a chance to win the national championship every year. And as we sit here this morning, there are six teams that still have a chance to win the national championship this year. And Notre Dame is one of those six teams. You've got the top four teams, and then you've got the, the fifth team and the sixth team who still have a chance to get in. Because anything could happen this weekend with those top four teams. If, if, if Alabama loses, if, if Michigan loses, if Oklahoma State loses, and any of that could happen. Notre Dame would get in. But they would have to play the college football playoffs without their head coach. Because yesterday, he, the news broke that he's leaving Notre Dame. He's leaving South Bend to come to Baton Rouge. And... They're going to pay him more than $100 million. LSU is going to pay him more than $100 million. They're going to pay him more than $10 million a year, which will make him the highest paid football coach on planet Earth. Cha-ching. He'll be high, He'll be higher paid than any professional football coach, besides obviously being, being higher paid than any college football coach. Cha-ching. And you look at what LSU just, the check they just wrote to Ed Orgeron and his buyout to get him out. We have never seen anything like this because of the college playoff system. We, 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 and, and there are people this morning that have a huge problem with what Brian Kelly is doing. How he could do that. To all of those kids, all of those football players at Notre Dame 
how he could just say, guys, I'm out. Is what well, is it effective immediately? Like uh, he, right now, it's effective. So he has to leave right now. Wow. But I mean, ten million a year. Do you think it'd be understandable why he could peace out, right? Coleman, he's been making what's he been making six million, seven million a year at at Notre Dame. He he's not he's not hurting for cash. I know that he's not hurting for cash, but it's still understandable. Wouldn't you rather make ten million and six million? Yeah, but you would never see anything like this in the NFL. A, a, a team that's about to make the playoffs or a team that's 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 in the playoffs and, and, and you've got their head coach saying, you know what? I'm out. I'm 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 going to another team. Good luck. You know, we yeah, we had a great year. And and we worked hard all year to get to this point. But but good luck. Once you get to where our whole goal was to get to, because I'm out of here. You, you'd never see anything like this in the NFL. And um, I know I know there's a lot of happy LSU fans. Because Brian Kelly is the winningest coach in the history of Notre Dame. Even though he has never won at all. He's never won the national championship. His, he's brought Notre Dame to the college football playoffs uh, a, a couple of times, a few times, but when they got there, they they got destroyed. They they didn't they didn't even compete. But he has gotten them there. Obviously, LSU has made the college football playoffs once with Joe Burrow, and they uh, they won it all. Yesterday was amazing because Oklahoma's coach announced he's leaving to go to the University of Southern California. He's he's leaving Oklahoma to go to USC. And the athletic director at USC said, you know, we just made the the biggest news in, 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 in college football history. We, to get this coach to leave that program, to leave Oklahoma, where he's been in the playoffs before, to come here to USC, man, we just uh we just changed the landscape. We just did something, you know, that 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 nobody's ever seen before. That lasted for about an hour and a half. Until until the news broke that Brian Kelly is leaving Notre Dame to come to LSU. I mean, what what does that say about college football? It must be very popular. Just the money involved in it, to me. Now, if you're talking about how one coach can just abandon a team for another team, it's all business to me. It, it is all business. You know, and the, and the only reason the, things, the only reason he left was the was 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 the money. And, and I mean LSU, he's going to the SEC, which is the best football conference in America. But there, there are there are many people that say college football has a real problem on its hands when you see something like this. What's the problem? The problem is how a, how a, how a man can just leave not only all of his players, 
the entire Notre Dame community. The, the Thanks, guys. It was a hell of a run, but I'm out. And, and you know what? Sure, we're a few days away from finding out if we make the playoffs. But if we make the playoffs, if we're one of the final four teams to make the playoffs this year, you're going to have to do it with another coach. Good luck to you. But that, that's, a, that's a problem, Colvin. No, isn't that everybody's goal, though, to advance in whatever their profession is, whether it's football or television or radio or sure. whether you're a teacher? Like, isn't it, isn't it the goal to advance? Isn't it the goal to, do, to, to go and do better? I don't see nothing wrong with that. No matter what your profession is, if you're like if somebody offers you more to do better, you take it. You know, if you're if you're a a, a, a talk show host and then this uh, in Los Angeles, but somebody in New York offers you more, you go to New York, right? You know, you and I we work at a radio station, but if another station gave us more money to do more to do better, wouldn't we take it? Sure, but but this is this is a different different career than that is. It's all a career. No matter what it is, if if you get offered to get more to do your job, you would take more, no matter what it is. It's just that it's sad him, for the people. I'm him, sorry for the people, but hey, business is business. Yeah, him, I have a goal in my life. I want to achieve my goals. And ten million dollars will help me achieve my goals even further than six or seven million dollars. But again, because the college football playoff system is fairly new, this has never this has never happened before, where a team is a few days away from finding out if they're going to make the playoffs, and their coach has already left town, saying, "Hey guys, good luck if you get in." Good luck. I hope they. Hey, good luck. You're right. Good luck. But I got my way in. Again, he's the winningest coach in the history of Notre Dame, even though he hasn't won the whole thing. And 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 now he's here. He's coming here to LSU to uh, to battle Nick Saban every year, and and, and now Kirby Smart at, at Georgia. And, and and if you're listening right now. I mean, I'm sure you like the hire. He's a, he's a great coach, right? But what do you what do you think of him saying, "I'm out now"? A few days before we find out if we make the playoffs, they have a really good chance to make the playoffs. Text us five zero four two six zero ninety five ninety five. Keep your text short. If it's good, we'll read it coming up next on the show. Please never text while you're driving. Hey, he's a he's a great football coach. He's a winning football coach. But what do you think of how this all went down? And and the fact he's going to be paid more money than any football coach who ever lived. And that's professional. And, of course, college. Text us, 504-260-9595. Your texts are next on this morning's Big O. Here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. You know what started yesterday? The trial... In Chicago, the former television star, Jussie Smollett, he was on that TV show, Empire, and he's on trial 
for staging a hate crime. Sure, you remember that. The actor is trying to stay positive, saying this is no time to beat himself up. <laughs> Coming up next, your texts on LSU hiring Brian Kelly away from Notre Dame. Even though Notre Dame could still make the playoffs this year. They may make the playoffs and not have a head coach. At least the coach that got them there. Your text. Texts. On that hire. Next. Here on Bayou 95.7. New Orleans only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7. New Orleans only classic rock station. Good morning. I'm John Osterland. If you're just joining us. This morning's Big O segment is about how LSU just hired their new football coach, Brian Kelly, who had been at Notre Dame, and not only was he at Notre Dame, he's the winningest coach in the history of that university. And he's a few days away from finding out if his team is going to make the playoffs this year, the college football playoffs. Only four teams make the playoffs. Right now, they're just on the outside looking in. But if one or two teams lose this weekend, Notre Dame's going to get in. But he won't be their coach. And uh, there, there, are, there are a bunch of people that have a big problem with that. How he could just... Um, right now make this move while his team is a few days away from finding out if they're going to make the playoffs or not. Now he's obviously a successful coach, although he's never he's never won at all. He's gotten Notre Dame to the playoffs uh, what two or three times. They never really even competed when they got to the playoffs. They were they were blown out in all of their playoff games. But he is the winningest coach in the history of that storied program up there in South Bend. So I asked you to text us. If you're an LSU fan, obviously, uh, you're, you're happy with this hire, aren't you? And, and, and what, do you, what do you make? We've never seen anything like this before because the college football playoff system is still fairly new. And we've never seen a coach... A few days before finding out if his team's going to make that four-team playoff or not, have a chance to win the national championship, we've never seen him bail like this before. Andrew from Marrero says, it's a dirty thing to do, especially during the season. I wouldn't say it's dirty. I would say it's filthy. Filthy rich. Yeah, he's going to be, uh, they're, they're paying him over $100 million dollars. It's going to be over $10 million a year. He will be the not only the highest paid college football coach, he will be the highest paid football coach on the planet. He's making more money than any professional coach in the NFL. Not concerned about uh, you know just being able to leave and professionals going off to better things. Palmer says, Coleman, I believe John is saying that no one depends on y'all to do your job. That's why y'all could just bounce. I don't know. That's kind of hurtful, saying nobody depends on us. I thought people depend well, on us. There, well, there's some people here that pay bills that run this company that uh, 
Yeah. They they, they kind of lean on us a little bit, to, a show little up, bit. Yeah. to show up every morning. Not $10 and, million dollars a year worth, but still, they yeah. kind of depend on us a little bit. Yeah. This text says, pay the college players if it's a business. Well, you see, now, now it's hard to argue against that when a coach could just leave his team a couple of days before they find out if they made the playoffs or not. Uh, for money. When, when, and, and that's why Brian Kelly's leaving. That's why he's coming to Baton Rouge. Of course. This text says, they're not kids anymore. NIL crap ended all that. It is a business. That's how I look at it. And this the NIL is the name, imaging, licensing, and that's how the quarterback at Alabama is making a million dollars this year. This text says, he needs to finish out the season, then take the job. Never walk out. Not good leadership. I don't think LSU made that available. Right. I, like, I bet you LSU said, look, we're offering you this right now. You're going to be the highest paid football coach on planet Earth, but you 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 can't coach your team if they, if they make the right. playoffs. It's a now or never situation. Yeah. This text says, a promotion is a promotion. Imagine being held back from your goals because of someone else's opinion. And that's how I feel about it. The dude had an opportunity. He had to take it. This text says, where's the loyalty? He dissed them, and he'll ditch us, too. I mean, if he's going to make more money, peace, right? I'll power to you. There's no loyalty. And where do you go from LSU and the SEC? Where where, 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 where do you go? It doesn't get any bigger. Yeah, in, in a certain situation, loyalty is overrated. Well, I... I, I, I mean, <laughs> certain situations. I, come on now, certain. And, and again, if you're just joining us, yesterday it was announced the head coach of Oklahoma is splitting that blue blood program to go out to the University of Southern California. And the and the athletic director at USC said, you know, we didn't mean to make history today, but what we just did, you know, really has never been done before. And that lasted for about an hour and a half, <laughs> two hours. And then Brian Kelly said, I'm leaving Notre Dame. We still may make the playoffs, but I'm I'm, I'm not going to be there because I'm going, I'm going to LSU. Well, this text says, show me the money. It's the American way. No? Yeah, yeah. Scott in Prairieville says, I'm sorry, Austin. I love you, but you lost street cred on football when you were calling for Simeon to replace Winston. How'd that work out, by the way, John? Well, that hasn't worked out. <laughs> but we'll see. I think Taysom Hill's going to get to start Thursday night. We'll see if he can do any better. But, um, you know, Sean Payton thought Simeon would do uh, better as well. Hippie says, I agree with Coleman. Money talks, BS walks. This text says, cash and ass is all that counts for you, Coleman. Forget about the players who made him. Forget about the community. Forget about the businesses in the state and all the other responsibilities. Just cash and ass, uh, ass now. That is, that is absolutely correct. Nail on the head. That's all I care about. Well, you know, I, I try, boobs you know, too. Yeah, I do, with, I, I with do Coleman, like boobs. But- yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I tried all that being loyal and doing all that other stuff in my 20s, you know, looking out for other people. It didn't work out too well for me. So, you know, as I'm getting older, I'm starting to realize I have a limited time on earth. So I need to start focusing on my goals and my success and all that, you know, uh, altruisticness. I had to leave that behind. It wasn't working out. Not, But the texter, I, 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 I agree with what that texter was saying. I mean, you, you know, I mean, what does this say about the about the college football playoffs when 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 a coach says screw winning the national championship, screw history? I've I've never I've never won it all before. He is and making history as the highest paid coach my, of all time. So he's he's leaving one aspect of history to a more beneficial part of history. He's still making history. 
but but he's just he's he's splitting and boy wouldn't that be something see now suddenly this weekend I, I'm rooting for a team or two ahead of Notre Dame to lose because just so you can it, rub it in his face well, no, it. Just, no it would just be so ama- rub it in Kelly's face it would be amazing to see Notre Dame in the college football playoffs Coleman with an interim head coach with a, with a guy that what the it's just some guy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens this weekend. Um, thank you for your texts. Always appreciate your texts, and and we and we welcome you to to text the show anytime we're here about anything. Keep it short. If it's good, we'll read your text on the show. Um. Hey, hey! Before I, I said Simeon should start. You go back a, a a few months. I said the Saints should do whatever it takes to get Deshaun Watson uh, from Houston. That's before the uh, the thirty seven women came out. The, the 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 masseuses came out and said that he uh, he did a little bit more than getting a, a massage from them. So um, yeah, we're not all perfect. No, no, and, and and it looks like Taysom Hill is is getting the start on Thursday night. Uh, here against Dallas. Coming up, I still got the dumbest thing I read all morning. And I've got a story I'm going to tell you about next about the world's first living robots. <gasps> that's oh. it. That's next. L- living robots, Coleman! Here you go. <gasps> that's next. Here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Good morning, I'm John Osterland. I always used to think if anything was going to take over us as human beings, it, it, it was gonna be it was gonna be apes. Uh, monkeys. Of, of, of all shapes and sizes. I mean, I, I've seen videos of, of monkeys uh, smoking cigarettes, fishing. As a matter of fact, I saw one video of a monkey smoking a cigarette while fishing. And I always thought that if, if we as human beings were, were, were going to be overtaken by something, it would be our primate friends. But a couple of years ago, I changed my mind. Because I started seeing videos of robots doing incredible things, and I said, you know, I, I, think, I think these robots would, would take over the, the apes. They, they, would, they, would, they would overtake the monkeys. If if the if if the monkeys overtook us, and I just saw this story about the world's first living robots, they can now reproduce. <laughs> According to scientists in the world now. We have our first living robots. They can do robot sex. They could reproduce. 
the United States scientists who created the first living robots say the life forms known as xenobots can now reproduce and in a way not seen in plants and animals. Wait, we've never seen this type of uh, reproduction before? Not like this. Okay, well, is there a kind of is there a video I can watch to see how it works? Um I'm working on that right now. <laughs> Coleman, these robots they're formed from the stem cells of the African clawed frog. You mean to tell me there are frogs? Wait, time out. There are frogs with claws in Africa? Yeah, the African clawed frog. So we're, we're going to over gloss over the fact that there are frogs in the world that actually have claws just to talk about robot sex. I'm amazed by that, by the frog claws. Frogs have claws. What the hell? The name of the African clawed frog is the Xenopus lavius. Um, but scientists have developed them at the University of Vermont, at Tufts University, and at Harvard University, and they've discovered, these scientists have, an entirely new form of biological reproduction different from any animal or plant known to science. I mean, scientists are saying that they are astounded by this. Okay. So how do they do it then? <laughs> what, what, what do they do that hasn't been seen? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Oh, you want to know about the sex? Yes, yes, yeah. It, 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 if, if they can reproduce in a way that's not seen by any plant or animal, I'm, I'm, I'm really intrigued to see if I can take notes and apply that to my nighttime activities this weekend. Because, I mean, I've pretty much done almost everything else. According, according to scientists, Coleman, frogs have a way of reproducing that they normally use. But when you liberate the cells from the rest of the embryo, and you give them a chance to figure out how to be in a new environment, not only do they figure out a new way to move, but they also figure out, apparently, a new way to reproduce. This sounds like the uh, Jurassic Park deal. This is, these, are, this, these are living robots. Living robots made from the stem cells of African clawed frogs. Yes! Wow. Okay, so do they are they asexual? Do they do they split by themselves and into a new creature? Do they need a partner? Like I, I'm, I'm really intrigued on how they do. How do they reproduce? Clearly, they don't do it the cool way like we do, right? Well, no, they're still uh, <laughs> scientists are still figuring this out. I, th I, th I think I need to figure this out too. Maybe I can uh, throw some pointers at them. <laughs>
Oh, somebody just text. Uh, they're self-replicating robots, so they do just. Do a jellyfish do that? Jellyfish they they uh, self-replicate themselves. They don't. They 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 just split up. You know, like cells. They don't do the actual sex with a partner. They just so I've, yeah, if they if they're self-replicating, jellyfish do that. So I've seen that before. <laughs> it's cool. We have a texture who's into science. Well, that's Roy. He's into everything. Yeah, thanks, Roy. Roy. Roy's on to it. But, I mean, Coleman, I remember on this show, maybe about a year ago, we, 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 we talked about how they had robots working for the New York City Police Department. Yeah, the robot dogs. And, and they, would, they, would, they would kick in doors. They would go into people's apartments. Didn't matter if you shot them. Wait, so so wait. Now that there are robots that can do sex, and there are robot dogs, are you trying to suggest that maybe robots in the future would do doggy style sex? Or you could have a robot family with robot dogs at home, like like we have human families with uh, with dogs. Yeah, the possibilities are endless. But did you ever think you would hear the words living robots? No. I don't think in my entire life I've ever said a sentence that there are living robots made from the stem cells of an African clawed frog. I would never have imagined that. When I woke up this morning, I didn't even think that was a sentence that I was going to say. Really do learn something uh, all the time if we want to. (laughs) Uh, 2021, man, I tell you. I learned something today. I mean, geez, last hour on our show, we, we talked about a, another first. A, a, a college football coach whose team could make the college football playoff leaving that team before a couple of days before he finds out if, 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 if he's going to make the playoffs or not to come coach LSU. And, and that, we've never seen that before. Right. Because the college football playoffs haven't been around that long. Well, well, fast forward to this segment. We're talking about the world's first living robots who can now reproduce. Made from stem cells. They, they actually took organic material and found a way to convert it and make it compatible to robot life. It's, it's crazy. I, you know, I used to watch... The Jetsons as a kid, Futurama, Star Trek. I think it's safe to say the future is now. We're, we're living in it. Could you imagine if this science gets into the wrong hands? I think it already is in the wrong hands. Humans. We shouldn't be playing around with this stuff, but here we are. It's already We're already doing too much. We need to calm the hell down and just chillax for a second. You know, living robots reproducing makes monkeys fishing and smoking look so outdated. And we also learned that there's claws on a frog somewhere in Africa. This this is mind-blowing. This whole segment is (laughs) mind-blowing. Well, we're going to be seeing more of this. On Pornhub? You know, scientists are saying most people think of robots as made of metals and ceramics. 
But it's not so much what a robot is made from, but what it does, which is act on its own, on behalf of people, said one of the scientists. Yeah, that won't last long. In that way, it's a robot, but it's also clearly an organism made from genetically unmodified frog cell. Ribbit. Yeah, is, is your mind spinning right now? Yes. So you're you're you just you're you're waiting to go on to Pornhub to see yeah, to, to, to see yes. robots reproduce. That's what that's what you're waiting for. <laughs> right. Out of all of this. All right, coming up on the show, we we still have the dumbest thing I read all morning. We go from something so smart like living robots reproducing uh, to the dumbest thing I read all morning. And uh, we've got to see who died coming up as well. Still have a lot to get to on the show this morning. Hang out with us here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. You see who died? The first black golfer to play the Masters in Augusta, Georgia. Lee Elder. He died at the age of 87. Lee Elder grew up playing golf and he became a, a, a great golfer obviously during segregated times here in the United States he's from Texas he made history in 1975 at Augusta National in Georgia which had been an all-white tournament until he received an invitation after uh, winning the Monsanto Open the previous year. That must have been something in 1975 when Lee Elder showed up at Augusta. Yes. I mean, that must, that must have been something. He, he missed the cut. He didn't make the cut. He only played Thursday and Friday, but he still made history. I wonder who was the first black person to watch golf and say, yeah, I think I want to get into that because it looks kind of dull and boring. I know you love it, but when I look at golf, it's just uh, something about it just seems stale and quiet and eh. Yeah, I, I love the game. Um, But think about that. In 1975, Lee Elder, a black guy, shows up to play golf at the Masters at Augusta National in Georgia. And no no black guy had ever played on that course before. And it was 22 years later when Tiger Woods became the first black guy to ever win the Masters. And that was uh, 22 years after 1975. First and only? Tiger Woods. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, is, yeah, but, is he also the first Asian to win the Masters too, Tiger Woods? I I I, I think so. So he made history twice. Yeah, the first Asian and the first African American to win the Masters. But I remember being a little kid and being told about Lee Elder on the golf course. What a trailblazer he was. And, um, you know, he, he made a lot of money and he was a very successful professional golfer. But uh, you could put at the top of his resume, he was the first black man to ever play golf at the Masters at Augusta National. So, um, Lee Elder uh, just died at the age of 87. Coming up next, it's the dumbest thing I read all morning. And uh, these aren't the smartest burglars on the planet I'm going to tell you about next. Here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Good morning, I'm John Osterland. It's that time of our show where I tell you the dumbest thing I read all morning. Walmart said she shoplifted. Jury awards her $2.1 million. This happened in Alabama, in Mobile. An Alabama woman who says she was falsely arrested for shoplifting at a Walmart and then threatened by the company after her case was dismissed has just been awarded $2.1 million in damages. Cha-ching! A Mobile, Alabama County jury yesterday ruled in favor of Leslie Nurse. Nurse said in a lawsuit that she was stopped in November 2016 when trying to leave a Walmart with groceries she said she already paid for. She said she used self-checkout, but the scanning device froze. Workers did not accept her explanation, and she was arrested for shoplifting. Her case was dismissed a year later. So she got out of it, and it was all over with. But then she received letters from a Florida law firm threatening a civil suit if she didn't pay $200 as a settlement. That was more than the cost of the groceries she was accused of stealing. Ms. Nurse said Walmart instructed the law firm to send the letters and that she wasn't the only one receiving them. Uh, according to her lawsuit, she said Walmart had engaged in a pattern and practice of falsely accusing innocent Alabama citizens of shoplifting and therefore attempting to collect money from the innocently accused. That's what it said in the lawsuit, and the jury believed her. Isn't that something? So she's checking out at the self-checkout machine, the self-checkout machine freezes up. 
Um, whether she paid or not, I don't know. But she was leaving with the groceries. Walmart stopped her. They didn't buy her excuse. They arrested her. Evidently, she fought it for a year, and then they finally dismissed the case a year later, but then they had a law firm sending her bills for $200, and she said, wait a minute, that's more than the actual groceries that I got accused of stealing, and and, and, and she had it at that point, and she turned around, sued Walmart, and just was awarded $2.1 million by an Alabama jury. Yeah, I think the mistake here is Walmart was targeting the customers, but Walmart should go after the people that made the the self-checkout machines. That seemed to be causing all the problems. Well, look, obviously you should never steal anything, and I I don't know if, if this woman stole these groceries or not. I have no idea. But I, I don't know. She says the, the checkout machine froze. So did she pay for them or not? How do you pay the checkout machine if it froze? You still can't walk out the door with the groceries if the checkout machine froze. I got to review the tape. That happened a few years ago. And, and that's how long the, the, the legal system takes in our country. When that happened in 2015? Or 2016, the end of 2016 that happened. And she just got, she just got, uh, the jury just said, you got $2.1 million coming to you now. How about that? Well, Walmart said she shoplifted, and an Alabama jury just awarded her $2.1 million five years later. It's uh, great for her, right? We still don't know if she paid for the groceries or not. But that's the uh, dumbest thing I read all morning. Here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.